0: Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Hezekiah chapter 1, verse 1 says, God does not call the qualified, He qualifies the called. (laughs) If you were paying attention, there is no Hezekiah in the Bible, and that statement as such is not in the Bible. Just checking to see if you're listening. However... Even though Hezekiah is not a book in the Bible and that statement is not in the Bible, the principle behind that statement is absolutely the truth of Scripture. Let me say it again. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Now, I'm talking to people today that are broken, that are mess-ups, And in the uh, words of the title of this podcast are screw-ups. Let me tell you, all of us at some level, somewhere, have blown it in our lives. First of all, we're all sinners. We've all sinned and fallen short of the mark of God's glory But even in our walk with Christ, even in our Christian life, uh, many of us have blown it along the way. We've screwed up. We've messed up. And we need to hear what I am saying today because it's not what I'm saying. It's what the Word of God says. Throughout the pages of God's Word, there are stories of how God redeems and uses broken people how God changes the lives of screw-ups, how God takes the so-called unqualified, he calls them and then he qualifies them. There are numerous examples in the Word of God, and I I just want to go over a few of them today. And I want you to listen carefully, because um, I am giving you, straight out of the pages of the Word of God, uh, people, examples of people that definitely messed up, and we don't think about that. Uh, We look at them as great heroes of the Bible, and we tend to look past their mess-ups, And and I want you to hear uh, who they are and how they messed up. We'll start all the way back in Genesis with Abraham. You know, Abraham is the father of many nations. That's what God said. God uh, used him. It was through his seed, through his line, his genealogy, uh, and and all of his successors that uh, Jesus came. God promised that there in Genesis uh, chapter 12. But Abraham, if you re- would remember, if you recall the stories, Abraham lied on multiple occasions. He lied about his wife and said that she was his half-sister, and he didn't do it once. He did it at least twice that's recorded in, in the Scriptures. Abraham, great man of faith, yes, but Abraham on occasion doubted God. How do I know that he doubted God? Because uh, there was an occasion where Abraham did things his own way. You see, God said, uh, even as an old man that had and his, he and his wife had not had any children. God said, "You're going to have, uh, you're going to have children. Your your descendants are going to be like the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore." And and so Abraham decided he was going to help God out, and he did it his way. And at his wife's uh, bidding and approval, he took his wife's handmaiden and had sex with her and had Ishmael. And you see, that didn't work out very well because Abraham messed up. He got ahead of God. He tried to help God, and God doesn't need any help. But yet Abraham had a heart that believed God and that pursued God and God qualified him and God used him. And then there was his grandson, Jacob. Jacob was, uh, his very, very name meant supplanter, meant deceiver. And, and Jacob deceived his father and his brother. And even though he was not the firstborn, got the, got the blessing of the birthright. Uh, but yet, God uh, broke and used Jacob. You know, remember Jacob wrestling all night with a man that turned out to be uh, Almighty God, Jesus Himself. And uh, and his uh, socket in his thigh was, and his uh, hip was out of place, and he walked with a limp. He was broken, but but when he became broken, God used him. And, and out of Jacob came 12 sons that became the 12 tribes of Israel. God used a broken man. There was Moses. Moses that was uh, rescued from the banks of the Nile River, uh, uh, sentenced to die there, along with all the other young uh, boys of the Israelites. And yet God rescued him. He was raised in the house of Pharaoh. But again, Moses did it his way. He got mad and killed an Egyptian and ran. And there uh, in the desert for 40 years became a shepherd. And God called him and he says, I can't, I stutter. Moses was a stutterer, supposedly. And he was reluctant at first to to obey God and to lead the people out of of Egypt. But uh, he surrendered and God used him quite qualified him and used him. And even when he was out in the, in the wilderness with the children of Israel, he got out of hand again. He got mad and he struck the rock, the rock that represented Christ when he was told to touch it, not to strike it. And uh, he got angry and sinned and that kept him from going over into the promised land. Uh, yet God used Moses in a great way. Then there was Rahab. Here's this lady uh, in Jericho, and uh, along comes uh, the Israelite spies, and God used her to hide and protect those spies. Rahab was a prostitute, and yet Rahab was used of God in in a great way there there was Gideon, Gideon was fearful he was hiding um, and and going about his work in a place where he was hiding and and the angel of the Lord came to him and called him a mighty warrior God took the unqualified and qualified him and you know the story about how Gideon with 300 men God used him to defeat the the, uh, enemy, David King David, man after God's own heart and yet he fell so hard he committed adultery with another man's wife and killed the man to cover up his sin and he paid the consequences of that sin but god forgave him god redeemed him god used him god uses mess ups screw ups go over into the new testament and uh, we we find a man by the name of matthew also called levi And Jesus came along and called him to be his disciple and his apostle. And you know what Matthew was? Matthew was a hated tax collector. In those days, the invading and and controlling nation, Rome... Rome. Can you imagine if a a nation invaded your nation and controlled you and and someone went to work for that nation collecting taxes on behalf of that nation? It was almost like you were traitors. And not only that, not only did they collect taxes, but they were allowed after they got what Rome wanted, they could take whatever they wanted. And they would get rich off their own countrymen uh, working for, for the enemy. And that's what Matthew was. And Jesus saw something in him. He loved him. And he called him. And he qualified him. And Matthew, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote one of the four Gospels, as you know. And God used him. And he died as a martyr eventually, uh, but God used him. And then there was Peter. We all know about Peter. Peter was the spokesman for the Twelve. Peter was the leader of the Twelve, but Peter was Mr. Foot-in-Mouth Peter. He spoke out and stuck his foot in his mouth. Uh, more than one occasion, Peter denied Jesus three times. He was a denier of Jesus, and, and on the third time with cursing. And yet... Jesus forgave him, he qualified him, he used him to be a great leader. And even later on, as later on in life, he avoided uh, his Gentile brothers and was confronted to his face by the Apostle Paul, but God used Peter, wrote two, two of the letters in the New Testament. And, and I love Peter, and I love reading his writing, uh, the writing that God inspired him to, to write in the New Testament. How about Paul? You know we we hold Paul up; he's a great example. But Paul started out as a persecutor of the people of God, but God intervened in his life and God called him and qualified him, used him to write thirteen, at least thirteen, of the books of the New Testament. And then there was John Mark. John Mark uh, went along on the missionary journey uh, with, uh, with with Paul and 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 and. Uh, and, and Barnabas, and yet John Mark abandoned his mission part way through. Paul was mad about that, so mad that that actually he and Barnabas ended up separating. but later on we find that John Mark is back with Paul and redeemed. You see God uses people that make mistakes that that blow it, and God can redeem us, and he can qualify us, and he can use us as he did, John Mark, and he was the author of the second gospel, Mark. See, God uses people. Well, listen to what the Word of God says, and I I don't have time to go into all of the context of this, but in 1 Corinthians 1, Paul says in verse 26... For consider your calling, brethren, that there are not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame those that are strong and the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen. The things that are not so that He may nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before God. But by His, God's doing, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, so that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Let him boast in the Lord. So that's why God chooses broken things. We can't boast in ourselves, in our power, and our wisdom. It is God who does the qualifying. It's God who uses us. And he goes on to say, And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. This is Paul saying this. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. And that That's how God works, folks. God will take mess-ups, broken people, screw-ups. He will take them, and He will redeem them, and He will qualify them, and He will work in them, and He will work through them. That's the good news for you today. No matter what your past year has been like, no matter where you've dropped the ball where you've messed up where you've fallen where you've failed God wants to redeem you if you'll come to Him and, and humble yourself before Him and if there's sin in your life repent and turn from that and, and surrender to Him doesn't matter where you've been it's, it's where you are now and if you will surrender to God, God will work in you and God will work through you. One of my prayers has been uh, for, for my family members, uh, some of my family members, God break the chains of addiction in their life and turn that addiction into opportunities for ministry. Do you know God can do that? God can do that. Whatever your issue is in your life, God can take that brokenness and He can turn it into an opportunity to bless others to His honor and to His glory, and He will get glory for it. So I hope that you understand that today. I hope that you take this good news and let it change the direction of your life. Don't live in brokenness and give up, but let God take that brokenness and redeem it to His honor and glory. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.